My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! And welcome to the holiday show where we discuss movies based around holidays. Today we are discussing the Touchstone Pictures film The Nightmare Before Christmas from 1993. And joining us is my friend from college, Shannon. Hello. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Shannon, uh, I've always known that she liked these movies, but I was never allowed to watch these movies, like this one specifically, Tim Burton movies in general, but this one. Especially I wasn't allowed to watch, so I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I can read the plot now, um, and then we can just, like, talk. Since I think right. this was mine and Colleen's first time watching it, right? I've seen this one before, but I'd only seen it, like, two or three times. I had never seen it before, so... I'm really excited to, like, hear your thoughts on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, Okay. So, Halloween Town is a fantasy world filled with various monsters and supernatural beings associated with the holiday. Jack Skellington, represented by the citizens as... Respected by the citizens as the Pumpkin King, leads them in organizing the annual Halloween celebrations. However, this year, Jack has grown weary of the same annual routine and wants something new. Wandering in the woods the next morning, he encounters six trees containing doors leading to other holiday-themed towns and enters the one for Christmas Town. Awed by the unfamiliar holiday, Jack returns to Halloween Town to show the residents his findings. But unaware of the idea of Christmas, they compare everything to their ideas of Halloween. However, they do relate to one Christmas Town character, its ruler, Santa Claus, or Sandy Claus, as Jack mistakenly calls him. Jack sequesters himself in his tower to study Christmas further, and find a way to rationally explain it, but ultimately decides that Christmas Town deserves a break and announces that Halloween Town will take over Christmas this year. Jack assigns the citizens of Halloween Town Christmas-themed jobs, including singing carols, making presents, and building a sleigh pulled by skeletal reindeer. Sally, Sally, a beautiful ragdoll woman who secretly loves Jack, experiences a vision that their efforts will end disastrously, but Jack dismisses this, tasking mischievous trick-or-treating trio Lock, Shock, and Barrel to abduct Santa and bring him to Halloween Town. Jack tells Santa he will be handling Christmas in his place this year and orders the trio to keep Santa safe, but against his wishes, they instead deliver Santa to Oogie Boogie, a gambling boogeyman who plots to play a game with Santa's life at stake. Sally attempts to rescue Santa so he can save Jack from his potential fate, but Oogie Boogie captures her as well. Jack departs to deliver, deliver his presence in the real world, but they instead frighten the populace, which forces people to lock down their homes. When word spreads about Jack's presumed wrongdoings, he is shot down by the military, causing him to crash in a cemetery. While the saddened residents of Halloween Town think he is dead, Jack has actually survived, and while he bemoans the disaster he has made of Christmas, he finds he enjoyed the experience nonetheless, reigniting his love of Halloween but soon realizes he must act to fix this mess. 
Jack returns to Halloween Town and infiltrates Oogie's lair, confronting and defeating him by ripping apart a thread holding his cloth form together, causing the bugs inside him to spill out, reducing him to nothing. Jack apologizes to Santa for his actions, despite being furious at Jack for the chaos he caused and for ignoring Sally's forewarnings. Santa remains certain that he can't fix things and departs. As Santa replaces Jack's presence with genuine ones, the townspeople of Halloween Town celebrate Jack's survival and return. Santa then shows he has forgiven Jack by bringing a snowfall to Halloween Town, which fulfills Jack's original dream and causes the Halloween Town residents to finally realize what Christmas is really about. Afterwards, Jack and Sally meet on Spiral Hill and declare their love for each other. The end. The end. Is your mug Nightmare Before Christmas too? Yes, it is. <laughs> and it matches my shirt. <laughs> I just... I just glanced at it and I was like, wait, that's Jack. Yes. <laughs> See, I noticed that like two minutes ago. Well, I, wasn't <laughs> I just didn't say anything. I was reading. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the plot. The whole dang story of yeah. the story. That was uh, really the entire plot. That was a good summary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, Wikipedia. Thank Wikipedia. Oh, thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I was you. like reading it as she was going. <laughs> Thank you, friends and we contributors of the internet. Right? For real, though. <laughs> like, I don't know how people write plots like that that are just like so like to the point, but also like everything in the movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I can't do that. It's good. I kind of my dream job would be to write like the one sentence summary on Netflix. Like it's oh so short and succinct. I want to be the person that writes that. <laughs> the summaries that they write are always so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, because they are so like vague, and they are just one sentence. So yeah, I love that. I love that for you, Shannon. I hope you get that job at some Thank point. Thank you. Someday. <laughs> I, I hope Netflix gets better um, subtitle people because they're not good at getting good ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so um, I, I want to know, like, first thoughts, because you had never seen it. Yeah. So, like, so, um, did you enjoy it, is what I need to know. Oh, yeah. No, I totally, totally enjoyed it. Um, funny story. When I was in high school, I think I did try to watch it at one point, but I got really annoyed with it, and so then I just didn't watch it. <laughs> I, like, stopped. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why I got annoyed with it, but... um. I don't know, but this time <laughs> when I tried to watch it, I watched it. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe, maybe I stopped because my brother didn't want to watch it. That might have been it. Maybe. Anyway, um, rate it um, out of five. Five being like five. the greatest movie you've ever seen. You have to rewatch it ASAP. Uh, I. I'd say probably like three or four. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like low. Like I liked this movie a lot, but I also just really liked Tim Burton and it's good stuff, you know. Plus the music. I really liked the songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to talk about the songs. Um can can I just like go on a, a thing really? Yeah, quick? go for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Um <laughs> Danny Elfman does the songs and him and Tim Burton had already teamed up for several other projects and he had done the score for I think Beetlejuice and Batman before Nightmare Before Christmas came out and the songs are like the driving part of that movie because 
when they recorded the songs, they didn't have any kind of a plot yet. They just had a general idea, had Tim Burton sketches, and they needed, they had a studio ready. And so they had to start recording stuff and had a budget and a studio, but they had no script. And so Tim Burton and Danny Elfman just like got in the studio together and Tim would like describe certain scenes and he would have sketches. And if he didn't have a sketch, he would just pull out a piece of paper and start sketching. And then Danny Elfman would be like, okay, I have enough. Go away. He would record it, show it to Tim Burton. (laughs) He liked it. And then they would send that song to the people in like five hours north. I think they were in like Sacramento filming. But Danny and Tim were in like Burbank, I think. And so they would send that and they would start making the scene like based off of the first songs that he would send. So the first scene that they did was what if where he like goes to Christmas town. And that was like the perfect uh, like sample for Disney because Disney was very, very apprehensive to make this movie because it's so dark and creepy and it's not generally like Disney stuff. And so that was like a great like first scene to send them because it was bright and happy and perfect little Christmas town. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fun fun fact about this movie as well. Uh, It came out obviously on October 29th of 1993. But um, what we found out when we were doing Hocus Pocus is that Hocus Pocus was set to come out in the summer because they didn't want it to compete with this movie. Oh, did it come out in the summer? Yeah, it came yeah. out in, like, July. <laughs> weird. <laughs> yep, very yeah. weird, considering it takes place, you know, on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and with Nightmare Before they Christmas, want- like, it was not that successful when it came out. And they uh, did a lot <laughs> of, like, different marketing techniques. So, like, they presented it to, it was supposed to be a kid's movie. And they did a filming for kids and the kids did not like it. And so they got really nervous and thought that they had to market it to teens and thought that teens would be the only ones who liked it. And to like really get people interested, they marketed it as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, even though he's not the director. Like it's just like his idea. He owns those ideas. Um, And he was super popular at the time because of Batman and was, like, yeah. this big-name mm-hmm. director. So that's why they put his name on it. Interesting. Oh. Fun fact. Gotcha. I'm going to be really annoying in this episode. <laughs> no, no, not annoying. No, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. We love this. Um, the director is Henry wow. Selleck, who did Coraline, like, way oh, later. Okay. But before okay. he took over this, like, he, they had all worked at Disney and had since left Disney because they were, quote-unquote, like, misfit weirdos. And didn't yeah. fit in with, like, they weren't good at, like, drawing, like, cute Disney stuff. And they're mm-hmm. both animators. And so they both left and reconnected later. And Tim Burton just really trusted Henry Selleck, even though the, like, biggest things he was doing at the time was, like, the MTV, like, stop motion graphics, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, the commercial mm-hmm. breaks and it would be, like, MTV, like, is back. And it would be, like, MTV, like, being pulled yeah. from a can or something. He's the one who did all of that. And I think he is, like, a really big reason. I don't know if this is ever actually said by any of them, 
but I think he's a main reason why Nightmare Before Christmas is stop motion. And that's a huge reason why this movie is so different and so charming compared to other stuff. And it's the first stop motion feature length film like ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know that either. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it takes so freaking long to do stop motion. Um, I watched Mm -hmm. several videos to try to be like, so knowledgeable about this movie and they (laughs) all of them said that it took I think a week to do like one minute of footage yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense that's crazy and I I don't know why that surprised me because then I was like wait no this came out in 1993 so it was before you know all the other ones (laughs) but that Mm -hmm. wow yeah, stop motion is definitely a skill that I would never be able to do. So. Oh, I don't Same. have the patience. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even think I'd be able to create characters that look like this. I'd be like, oh, well, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard, too, because, like, not only does it just take forever, because you have to just move stuff a, a little bit at a time and take pictures, yep. But if you, like, mess up the lighting or anything like that, you have to redo everything. Yeah. Yep. Everything has to be exactly the same. Yeah. That's crazy. Stop motion. What a skill. People don't even do that anymore. Like, not really. Yeah. Well, it's just hard. And, like, we have... I know it's hard, but they still (laughs) should. Yeah. Well, I agree. Um, I think just, like, because technology has come so far as far as, like, animation... Like, it's just yeah. easier to make things look like it's stop motion without actually yep. doing it. Yeah, they can yeah. try to animate it. I mean, yeah. I think people do that, too. So, um, But I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was interesting because I honestly, I had never known, like, what it was about, really, or, like, anything, really, <laughs> other than that it was, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Like, that's all I knew. And so I was like, I don't even know, like, any of these characters or anything about it. I knew who Jack and Sally were, but only because I'm obsessed with Blink-182. <laughs> 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 and so that's why I knew who they were. That's why I, like, knew who those characters were. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. Live like Jack and Sally. <laughs> yes. But, um... But, like, I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't know there was, like, an Oogie Boogie or, like, anything. I had known, like, the intro song because that played on Disney Channel a lot um, when, like, my family had Disney Channel for a year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fun story. Um, I had that in fifth grade. (laughs) But um, that's, like, all I knew. Just, like, the opening song who Jack and Sally were in, like, the title, and that Tim Burton had made the movie, so I couldn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that I did forget a lot about what the movie was about, because I knew it was, like, Jack trying to take over Christmas, but I had forgotten about, like, the ending where the military, like, shoots him down, and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, all right, I forgot about that little detail. Um, <laughs> and the fact that the Okie Boogie, you know, tried to kill Santa, basically. And it was just like, 
oh, what would happen if Santa were gone? Like, it's just, it's, um, it's interesting. Obviously a disaster because Jack was not a good replacement. <laughs> He's a bad Oh, Santa. definitely not. <laughs> <Bad Santa. laughs> yeah. No. Um, I, I really liked the idea that there's, like, different towns for the holidays. Like, I know that that's, like, not how it works, obviously. But mm-hmm. I really think it's cool that they had different trees that would, like, lead to them. And the way they, like showed that in that little clearing with like the symbols i thought was cute too just because um i feel like normally people would just label them and it would be kind of lame but they were really creative with it and i was like yeah it's I, don't know, I was really impressed yeah it was very mm-hmm. cute i really like um, uh lock shock and barrel kidnap the easter bunny at first yes <laughs> and the bunny's like, i love that happening? yeah <laughs> that's that was really funny because then they're all like like we got him and he's like no you definitely did not (laughs) yeah and jack apologizes he's like i'm so sorry sir (laughs) um i love jack he is an amazing main character i think he's like very uh nuanced and just like Mm -hmm. so polite and nice and a gentleman yeah yeah it's not it's not what you expect from like a like nightmare Halloween town. Yeah, from the Pumpkin King, the scary skeleton. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, scariest <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see what Sally sees in him. <laughs> okay, speaking of Sally, I don't quite get the the love between them. I like I understand Sally's side of it. I don't understand Jack's side of it. Because it's just, like, at the end, he's just kind of like, okay. And I'm like, you've had hardly interaction with her. But that's just what I felt. Because I was just like, what? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I think um, Sally's kind of a simp, to be honest. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. She definitely Um, is. (laughs) And I do, I can see, like, Jack, like, she's just been there. But she's been a very, like, good and supportive friend. I think that movie doesn't show, obviously, like, their whole history, because they know each other before Mm -hmm. that movie. Yeah. Um, But she visits him and brings him that, like, butterfly bottle of, like, snacks or whatever. Um, (laughs) And she's always sneaking out. So who's to say (laughs) if they haven't been on, like, dates and stuff like that but i think several times he says like you're such a good friend and i it does seem like he's friend zoning her a little bit right (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i'm glad that they end up together at the end more so like she's just a sweet sweet person um so i think they're good together but uh you do bring up a good point that it's kind of just like hmm yeah, I just kind of wish we had been able to see them together more or, like, see more of their interactions, because then I think it would have made that ending with them being together make more sense. Yeah, because I think it makes sense for Sally and less for Jack, because mm-hmm. she's a simp. She was, like, stalking him yeah. when he sings his, <laughs> like, uh, I can't even think what it's called, his, like, lament song, where he's yeah. sad, yeah. and she's just... Yeah hiding i don't think she purposely stalked him there i think she was already there but she didn't leave Mm -hmm. 
she yeah. stayed in <laughs> yeah she just kind of watched <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's like she was there already so it's like you came into my territory i was here first so. yeah <laughs> um i thought sorry i thought it was interesting that um she was created by this doctor guy mm-hmm. yeah um and like he's He's an interesting character. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because, like, I, well, obviously, like, my first thought was, like, oh, my gosh, like, ew, like, who is this? Like, why does he think he has, like, power over her or whatever? And, like, I felt like it was more like a he had created her to be, like, his, like, wife or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. yuck. Um, but, like, reading like the, the small description that they have of him on like wikipedia which like maybe isn't right but it said that he's like a loving but overbearing like father to sally um and i thought that was like interesting because i hadn't really thought of him being a, like her father but i guess it is kind of like a similar situation to like the frankenstein stuff where like you create a monster like not that sally's a monster but like you create Mm -hmm. something that is now living yeah i i definitely saw it as a like father-daughter kind of relationship um but i i I generally just don't know why he created her was it to (laughs) like have a daughter or was she supposed to just be like a maybe like a maidservant of some sort or what that's I, why I wondered if he wanted a wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes a wife at the very, very end. She has yeah. like mm-hmm. a minute yeah. of yeah. screen time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have seen this movie many times and I've thought a lot about this. Because <laughs> I oh, do boy. think upon like uh I would say probably like ten years ago when I was like in high school, I hated his character. Um, but upon, like, my more recent viewings, I definitely get the, like, father figure vibe from him, and I think he's just, like, probably a little misunderstood because he's, like, a gross, ugly scientist, um, (laughs) but, like, Jack really likes him and respects him. He asks him to build the reindeer, and Dr. Finkelstein is, like, super pumped to help Jack. And says, like, Jack, my boy. And is so excited to have him there. Um, And I think... And there are several scenes where... um, Like, Sally knocks him out to sneak out. But... And he's obviously frustrated. Like, I would also probably be mad if someone... Like, not poisoned me, but, you know, like, tricked me. (laughs) Um, So I can understand his frustration. And at one point, he says that she's just, like, not ready for so much excitement. And I think that just comes from a place of him, like, caring about her because he created her and, like, wants her to be safe. But she's restless, and I think he's wrong for not listening to her. Because she's obviously, like, a grown adult at this point. Yeah. Yeah, So Yeah, basically. Yeah. But was she created as a grown adult? (laughs) I mean, probably. Like, who knows how long she's even been, quote-unquote, alive for. But Mm -hmm. she does seem very, like, capable, I guess is my point. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I mean, even if she had been made as a grown adult, there's still a learning curve if she had never been alive before. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, I mean. It's like the monster yeah. in Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could think of when, like, they were talking about that. But, yeah. Yeah. And I really like they're just, um, like, small details that I really, really like about her. Like, she is stuffed with dead leaves instead of like stuffing or something else and I love that and I love that she throws herself out of that like top balcony and just like sews her limbs back together (laughs) that was so dark I was like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) there's so much in this movie that's dark (laughs) yeah I know yeah It's, it's a fairly dark movie like like, especially the scene at the end where Oogie Boogie's trying to, like, kill both her mm-hmm. and Santa. And, and she, like, he, like, has a huge oh. hand in saving them because yeah. she has her, like, sexy leg <laughs> yeah. on the other side to, like, trick him. I love the idea that, like, her limbs can move independently without being attached to her. Yeah. I was like, that's that's one of those weird things about some of these characters in movies like this, where like their limbs have a mind of their own, and I'm always kind of like, how does that work? But also, I'm not going to question it. It's look, it's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you have to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's it's a thing that happens a lot in Tim Burton's like movies, though. Yeah, I think that's true. It happens. It happens in this one. It happens in Corpse Bride. It happens in Coraline. Yeah. Coraline it's, is not I, Tim Burton. It's just Henry Selleck, oh. I think. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Just like similar Maybe that's vibes. why I was allowed to watch it. Because they're, <laughs> they're pals. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Okay. I don't... Why did I think that Coraline is Tim Burton? I don't know. I think Tim Burton um, gets a lot of credit for stuff there. that he's not totally he didn't do. do. <laughs> <laughs> that he maybe had a tiny little part to play in but didn't do anything for it yeah Mm -hmm. interesting um but yeah i'm i don't know oogie boogie when like they tear him apart (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh and all his bugs melt (laughs) and then they squish the one that's like the part that was him talking i guess i guess yeah yeah i'm not sure Either way, that was very dark because they yeah. were killing something that was actually still talking and <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. It's a bug, though, so I feel like that's less. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, true, but like, still a living creature that can talk. <laughs> yeah. It's like the wicked dilemma all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I have seen a few places that there was an alternate ending and Oogie Boogie was actually like Dr. Finkelstein in a mask and he was the bad guy the whole time um, <laughs> and there's a story that what? like they presented that to Tim Burton and he hated it so much that he kicked a hole in the wall he was like absolutely <laughs> not this is so stupid and bad and I don't know anything else so I can't say but I do agree like it's not that good. It's very like Scooby Doo, yeah. like oh, yeah, that's so terrible. and so all along, mm-hmm. and that's less. That's like lazy to me. Yeah, that's super lazy. I mean, Scooby Doo's yeah. a lazy show, so 
Yeah. Scooby-Doo is very formulaic. (laughs) (laughs) Like every episode is the exact same. It's just different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Slightly different uh, situations. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly different. Slightly Slightly different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I'm glad they (laughs) didn't do that as the ending. I really like the Um, Wookie ending. But I really like Dark Stuff. So. (laughs) Same. Same. (laughs) I... I heard that there's supposed to be some kind of like epilogue or whatever at the end that just doesn't happen. Um, or like Jack like talks. Yeah, I have heard that too. Um, I think in the poem, like the. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I think there's a poem. I've seen it just like at Barnes and Noble around this time of year, and it's just like a his original drawings which are, like, way scarier than the movie. Um, and it's a poem, and it's just about, like, Christmas Town. It's a lot shorter than any of the stuff, like, in the movie. Um, and I think at the very end of the poem, it says that Jack has, like, babies, like a family. And it's implied that it's, like, Jack and Sally's family. But I think they're just called, like, skeleton children or something. So. Interesting um, that she can be a mom. Yeah. (laughs) I had the thought, too, as you were saying all this. I was like, hmm. Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. That's, I'm not, I haven't, I'm probably just going to have to buy that book for myself. Because I always look at it when I go to Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Do it, Shannon. You should. Um, Books are so expensive, though. Um, No, I know. You know that. I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like kids' books are like thirty-five dollars, which is insane. Yeah, it's like thirteen pages long. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Mm -hmm. bad. Book prices are are rough. They've always been rough, though. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. Yes. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's equally both. Like, we, me and my husband watch it. We already watched it this month, and we'll probably watch it again in December. I think Mm -hmm. it's both because it takes place the day after Halloween and on Christmas, so yeah. really, you yeah. could say it's a Thanksgiving movie <laughs> <laughs> without having anything to do with Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. there's a turkey tree <laughs> in that clearing that Karen was talking is. about. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I would say it's more so. I don't know. I think it's just both, and I think that it's not even really specifically about either holiday. Like, there's just a more general, like, deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can watch it anytime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, like, if I had to choose if it were a Halloween movie or Christmas movie, I think I would probably say that it's a Halloween movie, because you just get more of the Halloween elements, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, But I, I do also see a lot of Christmas elements in it, because, you know, they're trying to take over Christmas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they only show Christmas Town for that one scene, but it yeah. is such a good scene. I it oh, is it's so fun. <laughs> I love that Halloween. So- That's my favorite holiday. 
obviously I also love Christmas though because who doesn't <laughs> yes. yeah and it's so like the snow is so good in that scene and he just like yes. pops up in the snow and falls down yep. in the snow it's so good it just makes yeah, me like excited for Christmas <laughs> I wish we got snow <laughs> right yeah, well you probably don't wish well, as much we- as I do <laughs> You know what, Karen? We could go back to February when we had that snowstorm that we'll kept us in our homes one. for a week. <laughs> yeah. I'll have another one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I don't want our power to go out for a whole week again. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta talk to Sandy Claus and see if he'll make it snow for one <laughs> night for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. We'll see. Maybe I can communicate with him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know. Other than, like, just really enjoying it, I don't I don't think I have like too much else to say about it. Um, I'll say that my personal opinion is like I like the movie; it's enjoyable, but it's not one that I'm like, oh, I have to watch that every year. It's like I could watch it every couple years, but it wasn't like, whoa, amazing for me. I, I enjoyed the songs, I enjoyed the story. It just, I guess, wasn't my cup of tea. Okay, Fair I think enough. I will be watching it every year. Okay. <laughs> I watch it every year within like two months. I watch it twice a year within two months of each viewing. Yeah. yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, can I just share some more like fun facts? Yes. Yes. Um, so Danny Elfman is the singing voice for Jack. Um, and he oh. is super attached to that character. Um, and his girlfriend at the time wrote the script for Nightmare Before Christmas, and so she put a lot of herself into Sally, which I think is so cute. Um, (laughs) And he really related to Jack as a character because he was the lead singer of the band Oingo Boingo in the 80s. (laughs) And (laughs) Jack's um, song I was talking about earlier, where he's, like, sad on the hill. Mm -hmm. Um, Danny Elfman, like, really relates to that because he was at this point in his career where, like, he liked being in a band, but he wanted something more and didn't want to do that forever and was looking for like more meaning. Similar to Jack, was like really good at what he did as the Pumpkin King, but was looking for something more. So I think that's neat. Um, <laughs> that is neat, yeah. He's not the acting voice, though, for Jack. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know who is? It's Chris Sarandon. Yeah. Yeah. Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I never would have known. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. I think <laughs> but the yeah, voices sound super similar, like the speaking voice to the singing voice. Like it, yeah. no, them, think it yeah. doesn't take it out for me. Like mm-hmm. seems cohesive enough. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, cohesive but go ahead no go ahead i mean when you work hard (laughs) enough to like match the voice correctly then yeah people probably won't really notice yeah like i didn't even notice so yeah i had no idea i think that's like a good like he's just a good actor and like took he probably Mm -hmm. took the songs that danny elfman recorded and made himself sound like that yeah yeah because you can do that too so probably oh yeah that's called I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone really talented can. 
I yeah. can't do that either, but I can't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Catherine O'Hara is Sally, and I love Catherine O'Hara. My favorite Tim Burton movie is Beetlejuice. I yeah, think she she's so good. At that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's really good as Kevin's mom in Home Alone. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Why did I forget that? You're right. She's in that. Yes. (laughs) Those are my Christmas movies. Yes. (laughs) Every Christmas. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. uh, Beetlejuice is another one. Like, I somehow, I don't know how, but we convinced my mom to let us watch that one. I feel like that's, like, the least kid-appropriate out of like the two we still watched it yeah (laughs) that has like a lot of swearing and just like adult humor but i don't know maybe we didn't like convince her but maybe we were at the point where she couldn't stop us (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) because i i came to that point um when it like the second it came out we were watching the first it at our parents house on the screen, like the big screen TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. And my mom wow. could not stop us from watching it, even though she did not like it and was very upset and vocal <laughs> about it at the end. <laughs> she didn't have to watch it. Right? Yeah. We were like, you could have like walked anywhere else in our two-story house. You did yeah. not have to stay in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I think we've gotten to the point where we're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We'll watch it. It'll happen. It's great. <laughs> but I still haven't seen the second one of that either. So, Oops. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for me on Halloween. T- or not Halloween Town. I mean, it's in Halloween. It takes place in Halloween Town. Halloween it takes place in Halloween Town, yes. It's not the other Halloween um, Town. We have to talk about Lock, Shock, and Barrel because yes. they're my okay. favorite part of that entire movie. The gun reference. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, they're just like twisted little trick-or-treaters and I love them. Yes. Um oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a really good scene where they are kidnapping Sandy Claus and he asks, Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? And they say, No. <laughs> 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 um, and I love them. Their song is an earworm. Oh my gosh, it's such a good song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that song. I also thought it was funny when at the end, like, Jack, like, thanks them or whatever. And they're like, wait, we didn't know that you liked us. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's so sad. These poor kids thought that Jack didn't like them. Well, they're generally um, unlikable. Makers, to be no. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. And but when like, he asks so. them to... Uh, kidnap Sandy, Sandy Claus, and he says to leave Oogie Boogie out of it. Mm-hmm. They cross their fingers. They don't <laughs> They're like, yeah. Yeah, of course, yep. Jack. They're like, we're totally not going to let him have Santa. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're just really good. Like, there are other kids shown in Halloween Town, but I think they're really good, uh, just like childlike characters. Um, mm-hmm. They act like children, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, but <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us to talk about this. Too. Yes, thank you. Um, I could talk about this movie forever. So, 
Thank you. I'm sure you <laughs> Thanks could. for giving me a platform. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I feel like we'll talk about it more probably. So as I like watch it more. <laughs> yeah. Text me anytime. <laughs> I will, girl. I will. Because I, I don't know. I'm that kind of person who like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do this, but then there's like people that I've like met who like don't do this. Like every time you watch something, you like get more out of it yes i've met people who don't and i'm like how can you just watch the same movie over and over again and not understand more about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i'm very confused (laughs) i think this movie can i be like you don't have to include this because it's a little controversial (laughs) okay (laughs) um but i saw a tiktok recently that well, I don't know if you've heard this about Tim Burton, but he has said that, like, black people don't, like, fit the, like, mold of, like, what his characters look like, which is so stupid and mm-hmm. racist. That is stupid. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but I saw this TikTok recently that said that Nightmare Before Christmas is basically a story of, like, appropriating culture because he, Jack, like, sees other people's traditions in Christmas Town, uh-huh. tries yeah. to make it his own, fails horribly, <laughs> and that's just like an uh, not allegory, like an analogy for yeah. cultural mm-hmm. appropriation. Like yeah. you can't just like take someone else's and try to make it your own because it's not. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, yeah, no. especially so. since he didn't even try to like learn from like the source. Yeah. Yes. He just took like, what he saw and yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like it's really innocent and it's like a misunderstanding like mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in Jack's mind he's like, "Oh, I'm giving Sandy Claus a vacation, like a, yeah. a break." Yeah. Um, but like I doesn't mean, make him comfortable and doesn't talk to him about it. Like, I see as if this is what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, you're kidnapped and you have to stay here until Christmas is over. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel that Jack does try to make it as Christmas-like as he can. Yes. Because he does, he does have all those Christmas books, but mm-hmm. the the residents of Halloween Town don't understand. And so yeah. they're just putting all the Halloween Town stuff into it. And so and he, Jack's just kind of like, oh, well, I can't make them understand, so we'll just do it this way. Yeah. And I don't think he even, like, really gets it himself because like when he's doing all that he's putting in the work like he's studying but he tries to like make a snowflake and he pulls it out and it's a spider (laughs) and (laughs) and when they're all like making the like making christmas song and they're all making the presents he Mm -hmm. attempts in his own way to like make it quote-unquote better but i think they have like an old uh bat or like in and they're trying to make it into a hat and he's like oh no yeah. try a dead rat instead <laughs> yeah like <Yep. laughs> he's not he's no expert <laughs> no he's an expert on halloween though so like yeah that was how that halloween comes like is. naturally yeah. to him like he's yeah. good at halloween stuff he's a master yeah. of rights yeah <laughs> yeah so Okay, I can shut up now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You don't have to shut up. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I've purchased um, 
stuff that are like Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Like I got George some like pajama pants that are Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. <laughs> but I had no clue about the story at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this I just looks neat. Story. <laughs> I just was like, "Oh yeah, I like these." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, but we have good. to mention I zero like actually. Oh this yes. Oh okay. Nose. Yeah, yeah. He has a pumpkin <laughs> nose, which is so cute. So cute. Um, <laughs> and there's lots of like, uh, Tim Burton theories that zero and the dog in Corpse Bride. And the dog and Frank and Weenie are all the same dog. Have you guys heard that? No. I don't know if I've heard that. But I haven't seen Frank and Weenie. <laughs> uh, Neither have I. <laughs> um, Frank and Weenie is cute. I think that's another one where it's like, I'll watch it sometimes. I don't have to watch it every year. Um, mm-hmm. But like similar, I mean, do you know the premise, Karen? I, I know the Plain White Tees Pet Cemetery song. <laughs> Um, That's my connection to that movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's very similar. I mean, I feel like you can take from the name Frank and Weenie that it's, like, really similar to Frankenstein. But basically, like, Mm -hmm. his dog dies and he brings him back to life. Um, But it's, Mm like, a... I figured that was probably it. A cursed... It's like Voldemort drinking (laughs) unicorn blood. It's, like, a cursed Uh, existence. Of course. (laughs) It's a (laughs) half-life. A (laughs) half-life. Wait, Colleen, I didn't reference Harry Potter this time. That's true. <laughs> Shannon, I think you're the second guest who has referenced Harry Potter before either of us did, so. <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege. <laughs> well, it's good because we literally reference Harry Potter in, like, 99% of our episodes. I think there's maybe been, like, one or two where we didn't talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I had to make sure I brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, now I really can be done. I think I've covered, like, all of my favorite characters. I have two dogs, so of course I have to talk about Zero. He's just Um, a good dog. He's loyal. He is. Yeah. We could also talk about the mayor, but if we want to wrap it up, I'll shut up. (laughs) You can talk about the mayor if you want. I love the mayor. (laughs) Um, I just think all of the characters, like, all of the side characters are so well-developed, too. Like, there's so yeah. much mm-hmm. attention and detail put in to every single character. And that's crazy when you think about it because they probably have, like, two or three different versions of each one because they're all puppets. Yeah. So that's yeah. a lot of work. Like, I, me and my husband watched um, a documentary about it last night about Nightmare Before Christmas. And it, it talked a lot about just, like, how much time and effort was put into just, like, the actual filming because it's stop motion. And my husband was just like, I can never watch this movie enough times and, like, be able to appreciate how much work was put into it. Oh. It took, like, three years yeah. to make this movie, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. 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 So much work got put into that. Um, the, I mean, the only thing I have to say about the mayor is that he reminds me of, like, the Lego characters where they have two faces. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Which is exactly they're like angry or like happy. Yeah, <laughs> but his was like scared and happy. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He, I love a scene when he. It's the day after Halloween, and he's like knocking on Jack's door, and Jack's not home. Yes, I love that scene. Freaking yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, 
And he says, uh, uh, I'm an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that elected official thing, I mean, this doesn't really have anything to do with this, but it reminds me of um, when Nessa in Wicked is like talking to Alphabet. and Alphabet's like, you have to help me, you have to stand by me. And she's like, I'm an unelected official. I can't yeah. do anything. Yup. <laughs> I just think it's funny, because it's true. She became the governor of Munchkinland because her dad died. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, we don't have to talk about Wicked either. <laughs> in other words, happy Holidays! We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomi.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomi. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omi at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.